In fact, actually, uh, I was just reviewing some metrics earlier today, and turns out that since 2014, the program uh, and the companies in it have created 442 jobs for Kentucky, uh, and these are all with a tech focus and startups. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey, y'all, this is Garrett. Welcome back to another episode of the Awesome Inc. podcast. I am with your boy, Dr. Peppa, G-Eazy, the one, the only, the great Bambino. That's right, Keith McMunn. Oh, it's my middle name. I can't tell because that's your fake email address. I know this. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> It'll be a surprise for everyone. So Keith and I, we just miss some some one-on-one quality time. That's all this is. So we're going to talk to you about something that we both thoroughly enjoy, which is people mm. and people yeah. and startups and entrepreneurs. And okay, we're going to talk about the fellowship program. You guessed it. If you saw the logo, you know it's about the fellowship. So first off, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. You like it, you follow, do whatever you need to. So that way you do not miss a beat and you need to be kept up on everything that comes your way. So Keith, again, we're just going to jump right into it. I like diving head first. Sometimes the scroll dives where I hold my ankles and my face hits the water first explains why I'm so crazy. Anyways, to be on point. What is the Awesome Inc. Fellowship Program and why is it important for anybody that is in the Kentucky community or across the nation that has a 0.1% interest in entrepreneurship or startup companies? Yeah, thanks for asking and thanks for having me back on the show, Garrett. You're welcome. It's, it's actually been a while. Great to be here. Uh, too long. Yeah, to answer your question, the Awesome Inc. Fellowship uh, program is a year-long program. It's a bit of a hybrid accelerator incubator, leaning more towards an incubator for Kentucky-based startup companies that have a tech focus and a full-time founder that is in the state of Kentucky. So you're uh, if you're full-time, but it doesn't have a tech focus, uh, sorry, not, not a good fit for you. And uh, if you're outside of uh, our Kentucky borders here, Again, not a great fit for you, but uh, it's a really great program. We've been doing it since 2014. I say we, I joined the team in 2016, so I inherited a bit of a a head start on this program, Uh, but that's how long I've been working on it, and I really love it, really excited about it, and it's done great things. People should care about it because it presents opportunities for Kentuckians uh, and folks that want to move here and grow a startup. So, um, yeah, in fact, actually, uh, I was just reviewing some metrics earlier today, and turns out that since 2014, the program uh, and the companies in it have created 442 jobs. 442 jobs, yep, for Kentucky, uh, and these are all with a tech focus and startups. So, um, now some of these jobs have, so what we do here is, uh, we, we classify a job as having been a job if it lasts for a year or more. Um, so anything that was like, Oh, you know, I worked for this startup and then it failed two months later. Uh, we don't count that, but 442 jobs since 2014, um, by Kentucky based startup companies in our fellowship program. Well, Keith, call me crazy. We're, we're going to do this. We're, we're currently sitting in our awesome recording studio. We're going to close our eyes. And if you're listening to this, as long as you're not driving or flying a plane or whatever, I want you to close your eyes and try and imagine 442 people. Mm. 
that's that's a room full of people. I don't know at a big a big venue. Yeah, a small ballroom. It's true, and it's not just those people that benefit from the job. It's their it's their families, their spouse, their children, the opportunities. So. Think about all of that impact thanks to a couple of crazy founders thinking that they can start some tech companies in Kentucky. But that actually is the crazy thing. And it's very easy to mull over and be like, oh, yeah, entrepreneurship, whatever. But again, we've had how many companies come through our fellowship program since inception in 2014? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And the answer to that question is, drumroll, 62. So 62 human beings, or maybe a handful more. So we'll say 75 if- A couple of co-founders. A couple of co-founders, whatever. So rough number of 75 people have then created 442 jobs. Pretty awesome. Yeah. You don't hear about that. Yeah. Got to invest in people like those. Uh, I love that. So speaking of investing, Keith, this has been something you have spent a lot of time, a lot of man hours building up the fellowship, continually improving it. And because I'm around the team, I understand changes have been made, but some people might not. And maybe they only ever hear about the fellowship from a podcast. So what are some of the changes that you thought would add more value to a program that a lot of people tell us they gain value from it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Here, I'll give you the real answer. You ready for it? So where the fellowship has come from is back in 2014, we kind of talked a big game where we wanted to accelerate eight Kentucky-based startup companies per year, but we were only kind of sure that there were enough, like that many worth trying to accelerate over a year. And so what we had to do was we had an acceptance rate of where companies would apply and on a like case-by-case basis, we would review them and hopefully uh, accept eight companies per year, kind of whenever they, after, you know, after some due diligence after their application. Now we would say no to several, but, um, but it was kind of at this point where, well, gosh, we hope it's, it's not a, a super, high-flowing pipeline of companies, startup companies in Kentucky trying to apply for a program like this in 2014. Well, we've recently kind of, it's and it's been kind of long overdue, but we've now since uh, really grown in our confidence of that pipeline. And there are lots of great companies uh, led by really, really kind of crazy, but smart and ambitious founders that want to be a part of a program like this. So we've uh, we've kind of doubled down on our bets here, and we only accept companies on two different occasions per year instead of eight. And they now get put into cohorts with uh, three other companies. So four companies twice per year. Uh, that's really important because here's the thing. We call ourselves a fellowship because we want founders to be and feel like they're in fellowship together. That is like the main, uh, the main strength of the program. Well, that was hard to do whenever companies were joining at eight different points of the year, and then their time in the program was unique to their own acceptance date. So getting founders together without really having them on the same timeline was challenging. So uh, the, the program is just all the stronger lately because you've got four companies that start on April 1st, which also happens to be, do you know what it is? Uh, I'm going to give you three options. Number one, April Fool's Day. Number two, a memento to when Coach John Calipari, Calipari, however you want to pronounce it, uh-huh. started coaching at UK back in 2009. And Osming's birthday. Which it, one is correct? It's actually all three are correct. But oh, the man. one that I really care about is that it's Osming's birthday. So there's a cohort of companies that will start every year on April 1st, which is Osming's birthday. But yes, those other two items as well. And then six months later, uh, another four companies will join. 
And so this is a really powerful schedule because what you do is you've got um, you've got eight companies that are in the program starting April uh, and October, but then the following April of the next year, the first four companies will phase out or graduate, and four new ones will come in. And those October companies will still have another six months. So the next October, you've got four going out, four coming in, but four remaining the same. So it's just a really cool way basically to get 12 founders or 12 startups and however many founders there are uh, to be in the room together, kind of like high-fiving, celebrating a great year in the fellowship and also like wishing good luck for a great year in the fellowship. Uh, but most importantly, sharing their experience and what what they wish they would have done differently um, you know, talk to this investor, don't talk to that investor, who knows what it is. They, they share lots of good tips with each other. So that's, that's one main thing. We've also got some great partners. Um, DB virtual accounting is a newer partner, uh, as of the last six months or so. Uh, so Dal Barrett is the, uh, kind of the founder or president of that. Uh, and he is just great. He's got a great heart for startups and attended five across emailed us was like, Hey, how do I get to be closer to startups? And I basically said in these exact words, uh, will you work for them for free for two to three hours per month while they're in our fellowship program? And he thought about it for a second. We set up some some guardrails, make sure nobody loses their mind. And uh, he's like, let's do it. Let's do it. So he's a, he's a great uh, resource for our companies, giving them accounting resources and, and coaching and counseling, uh, which is, you know, not typically what a lot of founders get psyched to do. So thanks to Dow. Yeah, and Dal's one of the many people in our community that make an impact. And Keith, before we talk about some of the rest and even some of the cohort, the word I'm looking for is structure. So we're going to say some of the cohort structure. Something I don't want to overlook, which being on the inside of our team, I know has been frustrating for you, and that's okay. So when you mentioned probably a minute ago at this point that we would have people join at whatever part of the year, if we were trying to have eight companies join in a, a calendar year, can you give us a breakdown of the average of like, you know, one company joins in February, two join in April. Talk about how it used to be that would make yeah. you want to pull your hair out. Oh gosh, what a mind game. So if you've got room for eight companies to be accepted and you kind of like want to start the year slow but strong. So if you've got four or five companies that you're really pumped about in January, um, you almost don't want to accept them because you're like, well, shoot, what if there's like another five or six companies that I'm like, that we get really psyched about later on in the year, but we've kind of like, you know, kind of spent one of those spots on someone that maybe actually in hindsight didn't really deserve it or really wasn't ready for it as much as someone else. So yeah, you almost like had to, had to kind of like keep your foot on the pedal, but only so much. And, um, but yeah, this is much more structured now way reduces a lot of redundancy and you know you only have to do you only have to do committee calls uh twice per year now just to review several applicants this is all this all seems so elementary i know but um but yeah so you just get to reduce a ton of your work and and uh redundant work and so it makes it a lot easier and it helps us to secure better better startups at better times and and that's man that's a theme Con i can't even tell you i maybe can't even begin to guess how many times that you sense that there's just a great founder with a great concept or company with just not enough traction. And so really what that is like, Hey, the timing is just not right. Um, and so, yeah, unfortunately we've learned the hard way that there've been a few companies that went through and it's like, man, if only we had just kind of launched you 
six months later than we did. Uh, your time in the program would have been better spent. Um, and then other companies like, you know, maybe we should have um, <laughs> avoided you altogether. And and that's part of that's part of work overall. And I think even even working with you, for those of you that don't know, at times I'm Keith's boss. I'm Keith's secretary. I'm his right hand man. I'm uh, I'm his I'm his better half. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> we do, we do a lot together. So we have a lot of fun. And there are there are plenty of times looking at you right in the eyes right now. This magical moment that I have seen some some of the burnout of like. Ugh, like what you said, you know, we have, we've had five great companies and now it's March. And then we realized, oh my gosh, it's November. We still have, we have three open spots because mm-hmm. we keep deferring people. Or let's say, you know, we, we view things often in a pipeline or a funnel. If we can have a great startup that, or, you know, a great concept that comes out of a startup weekend, like Simba and Evan Knowles and some of the team mm-hmm. a couple of years ago at this point, and then a company wants to pitch at five across. And then we, we realize they want to apply, but maybe they're a bit too early. We still work with them. We help them out. They come to another five across and they network and then they come be part of the fellowship and then watch them continue to grow. We, we like seeing how that company or those people move in the pipeline, which is awesome. Um, but also to your point, when someone's too early, it just doesn't make sense. But, you know, having this cohort concept, I'd say overall protects some of the work that we do. And uh, it's no joke. It definitely makes us more enthusiastic because we're avoiding some of the redundancy. We're, av- we're sometimes avoiding some of the hey, I, I wish you would have applied later or applied on the road. So that way we have more companies at once and it just makes it easier to, to choose, you know, who are the brightest of the group that apply. Yeah, yeah and I think, it, I think what we, the challenge was, so one thing that really was a strength with kind of the individual acceptances eight times a year was it really doubled down on our commitment to not treat startups like they're all one size fits all. And uh, my goodness, they're in different industries, different verticals, different times, different different cities, different level of funding, different cities, different different tons of things. And so um, I kind of say like a little bit of shame on programs that just seem like they are one size fits all and kind of make uh, founders listen to content or read content or, or spend time on things that just treat them like they're one size fits all. So that was something that we really wanted to consider when we at least put them on the same time frame in the program was how do we still give them uh, experiences that don't kind of just assume like, okay, you're all going to get equally the equal um, same amount of, you know, value from this mentor session. So uh, we definitely try to listen to our founders, figure out what they want and need at certain times and give that to them kind of uniquely. Keith, before we talk about, and this is all impromptu, by the way, before we talk about the eight companies that are currently in our cohort, what are, what are maybe two startups that have come through the fellowship that you have been very proud of? And then maybe where, where in your career of working with the fellowship, is there a company that you, you wish we would have brought into our program? Because of their success today. Yeah. Oh, interesting question. Um, well, I'm proud of all of the startups. Let me say that. Um, like a parent almost. But uh, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm, gosh, I'm proud of a bunch of different startups and their founders for very different reasons. Um, I'm looking at this logo right now. I'll mention Matt Miller from Rads. I just feel like he, um, as a solo founder, just kind of uh, trudge through some like long months of not quite getting kind of like the breakthroughs that he was hoping for. And, but just never like, just really continued to persist. He just, he did, he just kept persisting. Um, 
and ended up, you know, getting some great, uh, some great advisors on his side, raising some money and he's doing really well right now. So, uh, I guess that's maybe the theme of like what I really get proud of of founders for doing is, um, man, gosh, the lows are super low for startup founders and the highs can only be celebrated for so long before they turn into distractions, I guess. So, um, yeah, so I'm proud of Matt for doing that. Um, easy Chow's one, most loan. We know him. We know, we love him. Um, but Mo's just a, a great guy, great founder, really thoughtful, involved in the community and sits on, uh, I think the board of venture connectors over in Louisville. Um, so he just gives back to other founders and, um, and he's, you know, he was someone that I just feel like when he won five across finals a few years ago, some doors and opportunities started opening up for easy chow and, um, and that was fun to watch. And so, uh, so excited for him. Um, gosh, got to give a lot of, I, I really have a, a good little, well, I have to have a huge spot in my heart for this person. Do you know who I'm about to say now that I gave you that hint? I do, but I want you to say it. Mac Wilkinson. Oh yeah. Mac Wilkinson, just a, a large presence. Uh, but, um, just proud of Mac because, uh, he's just bold and brave and patient and kind and, he, and loving and all these gentle, whatever, all, all good things. <laughs> uh, but he, so Mac just, uh, was patient. And honestly, he said no to a lot of, to an opportunity in particular that a lot of other founders would have rushed to say yes to. Um, but he had to kind of just trust that, uh, the terms weren't what he wanted. And so he said no. And then ended up getting kind of a similar opportunity to, to redo it a year later with better terms. And so he did that. So he's patient. Um, but also, man, I can't even tell you how many times I had calls with him where he would turn his computer and show <laughs> Lil Mackey, his son, uh, being basically homeschooled by him. Yeah, during, who is the, uh, the, the CFO, the chief fun officer, chief fun officer for Mulathon, Lil Mac. So, um, gosh, yeah, I like your question, but I don't like it because I could go on about all all the founders. Well, that, that was my intent. You already, yeah, you already passed. Yeah. A uh, company that I wish that we had gotten to um, for the fellowship program. Well, obviously, like App Harvest would have been fun. App Harvest would have been fun. To get to them uh, five years ago. Uh, Vivid Charts, Leadrilla. These are two other companies in Lexington that I've uh, really grown a liking for the founders of Mitch and Kobe. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure who I mentioned first, but Mitch is uh, with Vivid Charts. Kobe's with um, Leadrilla. So companies, man, just selfishly, I would have had fun working with. Yeah, and I think that the cool thing is there are great people everywhere. They're great companies, and we're gonna miss out on some. And the ones that we get to work with, we are so stinking grateful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. So I know I don't want to make you go through this mental and emotional, excuse me, turmoil about selecting only a handful of companies. Let's jump into the 2021 cohorts yeah, and go through those companies. So sure. we have, uh, with the first cohort, we have Good Maps, Simba, Stucco, and Synaptic. Uh, again, Good Maps, they are an indoor mapping company and they make, they make a lot accessible for people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. We have Simba, again, Evan Noel, shout out, who... Stud, who worked on an idea at a startup weekend, and here we are, I think two years later with a really successful company, but they are the first mobile CRM for realtors because it's about dang time. And then Stucco was a virtual staging company for properties, and they stage real estate listings and essentially just how to make houses and homes pretty swag-tastic, if I can claim that word in a dictionary. And then uh, Synaptic software to help with ath athletic athletics, mm -hmm. uh, athletes, and particularly the folks on concussion management 
you know, in the movie called Concussion, I learned this in our podcast, is a, was very inspiring for them. So that's just the first one. How about we talk about those four and then we'll, we'll bounce to the next four. Yeah, sure. Um, this is the, this is our kind of first, our first go at accepting four companies at a time and launching them together. Um, I just kind of call them in my mind, the GSSS company or the GSSS cohort. Uh, you've got good maps, Synaptech, Stucco and Simba. Um, but yeah, exciting cohort, uh, two companies from Louisville, two companies from Lexington, nice little balance there. Um, but it's super fun, uh, to get them all together for group metrics meetings, uh, which, uh, man, things get shared in those settings that, uh, that can basically for sure be confidential, um, but super helpful for each other. So they, um, yeah, a lot of times it just feels like, Hey, I just need to get you all together and get out of the way. And that's, I'm fine with that being my job. That's great. I think one of the things I've, I've enjoyed from these cohorts and I'm going to not talk too much so that we can keep moving on from these cohorts, how many people across all of our startups that we've helped always say the same thing. Like I love being around the the community, being around the awesome space. Again, I understand why first time that four companies are all together and how much they thrive on saying, yeah, it it makes me feel sane that here that this person's going through this or they struggle with working with this, you know, VC or investor. I'm right there too. And there's people that are, they're walking alongside of versus, oh, hey, you're the guy that joined in December. It's, you know, (laughs) I'm almost done. Nice to meet you type situation. So the fact that they're walking through life in business together is cool. And again, we're kind of like the the proud parent watching our startup kids grow up. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. For sure. And then, so those are the, the GS threes. That's maybe that's the new acronym. And then for cohort two, they're relatively new. So October 1st of 2021, we have rave on sports, which is an app to, to really rave on about to grief and celebrate with other fans watching the same game. It's actually pretty cool. If you haven't checked it out, mm-hmm. go to the app store and download it while you're watching your next NFL game. We have borderless, which is a super, super simple international and B2B transactions platform. We have Paver, which is a tool that helps you understand how to ca- how to categorize your your time, your Google Calendar, gives a lot of insights and lets you know where you're wasting time or prioritizing it. And then, last but not least, Legal Gantt. So, software for lawyers. It actually reminds me a lot of Omni Life from a few years ago, but focusing on the law process. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm ignorant to that, but that's what it reminds me of, like how to keep on on track with agreements, commitments, payments, all that stuff. So, a lot of cool problems across the board. Yeah. Yeah, it's true for sure. One thing I want to point out is the way that this is how I know I've been in Kentucky. I don't want to say too long, but long enough is I've started to say lawyers like you did. Oh gosh. Is it lawyers? I mean, I grew up with lawyers, Lloyd, Lloyd, but that doesn't make any sense. It should be lawyers. Yeah. Right. Oh man. So we'll have to, we'll have to ask. Yeah. Hashem will be the most qualified person to answer this is, is it lawyers or lawyers? But, um, yeah, so they, they make software that just generally like, yeah, we'll start with legal again. So they make software that, I mean, when you are having to work with an attorney, you're probably not in the most fun or celebratory part of your life. Um, and so, uh, it can just feel like minutes feel like hours and hours feel like days when you work with an attorney and you don't really know like what the update is on your case. Like, is the, is my lawyer like, working on it right now? Or, you know, is is it at the bottom of a pile on his or her desk? So uh, they are making it super easy for the lawyers to basically just let, you know, their, uh, their clients know, uh, this is top of mind for me, and I'm working on it. And here's kind of a a quick update. Um, Now, it makes it sound like that's gonna be a lot of work for the lawyer, but 
it won't be, and it isn't. So that's kind of their main value that they bring. Paver, I love this one. Love talking with people about how, gosh, why do we value our money in a way that like, hey, I need to nickel and dime my budget and know where every dollar goes. But people are so pathetically bad about caring about their time. When time, we always say time is money, but we also know that time is more valuable than money because you can't make it back if you lose it. So Paver is a really cool way to categorize the events on your Google calendar and get really good insights that let you know, uh, hey, this is where your time is going. Do you like that or should we change some of your behavior? Should you say no to more things or yes to more things? Um, that's at least how I kind of use it and interpret it. So Paver. Super, super cool. Uh, you should check it out too. Uh, Borderless, great story here. Rafi, um, not originally from the United States, comes, moves to New York, uh, kind of leaves his, doesn't leave his family behind. That means, it, but, um, but kind of sees a new opportunity to be in the States, ends up in New York City, and then finds himself to be one of my favorite types of people. And that is someone that moves to Kentucky for cost of living and quality of life. So he brings his company borderless here to Louisville, Kentucky. And, um, and so Rafi, uh, just, yeah, he's, man, their website is just, um, it, he just does such a good job of making it clear and simple. And that's kind of the whole point of borderless. Uh, so when you're dealing with international or B2B payments, you want it to be clear and simple. And so he uses, uh, they utilize things like handles, like username handles, as well as just, you know, uncomplicated pricing. So, and you, you just know and trust that the pricing model benefits you as a user. Um, so very good for them. And then Rayvon Sports, yeah, James and Brittany are a fun, a fun crew. They are a fun crew. Yeah, they, um, you, sh you need to download their app next time you're watching a, a game, whether it's uh, NCAA football or the NBA or NFL. I'm, I'm hoping they'll bring on NHL hockey, but I'm not. Holding, you would love that. I'm not holding my breath being here in Kentucky. But uh, next time you just need someone to grieve or celebrate with watching a game, uh, take it to Rayvon Sports. Uh, so they've they've done some really cool things, getting like a former NFL or I'm sorry, former Wildcats to be on the show and host podcasts and kind of really ignite conversation on on their app. So I uh, know upcoming maybe tomorrow for the UK Tennessee football game, Cash Daniel is going to be on that on that one. So um, yeah, gosh, what a not fun job for them is to just talk with former athletes. Yeah, man, must, must really stink as a sports yeah, fan. Sorry about that. So, um, yeah, that kind of highlights our, our October cohort. cohort so we, we, got a good, we got a good year ahead of us. I'm excited. And, and you mentioned it earlier in this episode, April 1st of what will be next year, so 2022, we're going to have 12 companies, the four that are, you know, the first four that are graduating, the new four that are coming in, and the, the group that are in the middle. Yep. That's going to be a special time. Yeah. And maybe this is a good opportunity to say applications are open all the time. Um, so we, um, there's really no bad time to apply for the fellowship program. Uh, generally, what it results in is like, hey, yeah, we want to talk to you about being in, this, in the upcoming cohort coming up in April. Um, or uh, especially now, it's only November right now. So we've got several months um, that if you apply and there's kind of like a uh, suspect tra traction, uh, we would maybe challenge you, hey, see what you can show us uh, about your grit in the next two months to be considered for that April cohort. Otherwise, I think we better pause and, and maybe have you consider for the October. Um, but if you want to fight for that April spot, there's only four available. So uh, you can do that by going to the Awesome Inc. website, awesomeinc.org. 
and navigating and finding the fellowship application on the fellowship page. Beautiful. Well, Keith, this is impromptu and I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this. So first off, I'm going to say, if you're listening to this episode and you're in our community somewhere in Kentucky, mess, email me at g at awesoming.org. And if you are the third, 11th or 17th listener, I'm going to buy a cup of coffee, Oh! but you got to email me. That's, that's the caveat. Secondly, Keith, we always say this, this is arguably the most important reason we're on this podcast. How can people support these businesses, but also if they want to get involved with Awesome Inc., how can they do that as well? Yeah, great question. Uh, best way to support a startup is to be a customer of theirs or to connect them to a customer. Um, so do that first and foremost. Uh, secondly, talk to people about them, let them know the cool tech and the cool, um, the cool companies coming from Kentucky, brag about it and pass the word along, uh, whether that's on social media or just water cooler talk at work. So I would say do that. And if you want to get involved at Awesome Inc. Uh, and in our community, there are tons of on-ramps to do that. Um, some of the ways include going to Five Across. It's an entrepreneur pitch competition that we do uh, every other month. And the next one is February 23rd at the, uh, the Lyric Theater. Um, and if you want to come for free, then Garrett will give you a code in the show notes, I think, or in the description. Okay, we'll do it. And uh, so Five Across is a great way to do that. Uh, another way is, oh, yeah, uh, every Friday. So one Friday, let's see, how do I want to tell you this? Every Friday after a Five Across is called Five Across Friday. And that's a, a day that we just kind of open up our doors at the co-working space and say, hey, if you want to try this on for size and see if co-working is for you, come on in. No pressure to sign up for anything beyond that day at all. But we serve lunch and we also do a happy hour later in that afternoon. So a Five Across Friday would be a great time for you to come and join our community. Uh, we also do free co-working every, every first Tuesday of the month. Tons of tons of first Tuesdays and, and, and Fridays, Fridays and, yeah. and that event. Just here's the thing: just come to the space, three forty eight East Main Street, Lexington, Kentucky, four or five or seven. Come ask for Garrett or Keith or anybody in the team. We'll take care of you. We'll we'll figure something out for you. Yeah. We'll find you a seat on the bus. Absolutely. Yeah. We want you on the bus. Yeah. Uh, okay, Keith. Well, it's uh, I think it's about that time. We're gonna wrap up here. All right. Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. And. Uh, any final words for our fellow Kentuckians or uh, transplants? If you're listening to this and you have never started a startup before, um, but you've got some ideas cooking in your mind, we have an, have an idea submission form on our website. And my goodness, if this is the start of your entrepreneurial journey, as you've listened to this episode and you decided to take your idea to our form, um, we kind of give you, we, we give you some real personalized attention and help you figure out next steps or some sort of a roadmap to really test your concept. So um, do that, find that and submit something and, and uh, let's make you an entrepreneur. Well, that's it guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.